don't waste time on the haters. Like, yeah, okay, fine. But as I say, remember that we aren't all for everyone. Our truths, yeah. our real selves to most people are probably just really annoying. You know, yeah. not everybody likes pineapple on their pizza, but a lot of people do. I'm Don Hall. And I'm David Himmel. And this is the Literate Apecast. The Literate Apecast uses bad words. If you don't like bad words, maybe say listen to it. <laughs> remember about your substitute teachers when you were in high school? Well, I remember Mrs. Goldberg because she, I knew her growing up. She went to our temple and she was always totally cool. Um, there was, I think his name was G.E. Smith, which we loved. We got a kick out of him because at the time G.E. Smith that was, was the head Saturday of the Saturday Night Live. Live. Yeah. Um, but G.E. was a really old guy and was just super cool and super laid back and super funny in that like weird old guy i don't give a shit whatever kids kind of way but was always really nice to us you know um but managed control of the classroom like would give lessons or at least like talk to us you know and engage the class um i remember he once said and this is like this actually kind of like changed gave me perspective on life i love that a substitute teacher said something that you remember this day that's that's hard I, i carry it with me to this day and it's i use it in like different ways but this is what he said (laughs) I'm paraphrasing, but it was the best thing about being old is that I can find 90-year-old women attractive and 16-year-old women attractive. And I just thought... That's a really good point. Wow. Wow, I'd even thought about that. Yeah, like with as you get older, wisdom, age, like what you find beautiful, what you're open to, whatever, you know, like it's just, it's a lot of things. It's a lot of things that he, and I was like, that's a really interesting and I, I don't he wasn't saying it to be perverted like no no you know. no he was just it was a joke it was a joke but yeah. it was a good joke yeah and it and it managed to land so that it never you never forgot because i think we were probably teasing him about being a super old guy you know and then he was like well get this you know yeah. i got all these hot chicks but i don't care if she's 90 or 16 you know hot's yeah, hot when yeah. you're my age <laughs> that's right that's true okay gee you know. all right yeah so those are like Rock the two roll, standouts geez, i don't remember the other uh the other substitutes for nothing. Yeah. Yeah. All I remember is how much we, 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 how joyful it was when a sub came because it meant you didn't have to fucking do anything and you could torture both your fellow students and the sub. And it was, it was just like a day of like, yeah, I remember that more in like elementary school, like the torturing of the sub. I don't remember torturing. I'm sure I did, but the torturing, I remember more as an elementary school kid. Yeah. Well, I've been, as, as you and I've talked about, uh, I have, uh, really it's just because I need enough money to pay the few bills that I do have. And so that I have flexibility so that, you know, like, uh, Monday and Friday, I I'm not working so that I can take my dad to dialysis and make sure he's, you know, doing well. And, and that gives my mom, well, one of the big, one of the big benefits, and I hadn't even thought about this to be honest with you, was, uh, my mom, uh, a, you know, I mean, you know, cause you don't, when you when you live either in Chicago or in Vegas, you don't, you know, and you FaceTime your mom, you don't really get a sense of this, 
but the sense is that she'd kind of checked out, you know, she was like, okay, she couldn't really leave the house because my dad was here and he needed help. Mm. And she couldn't, she couldn't go to church and she can go see movies. I mean, she just kind of had resigned herself to just sort of sitting in the room with my dad and, and that kind of thing. Yeah. And now all of a sudden, I mean, and it's, it is, it's palpable. I can see it is, uh, she's she even, a spry she, young woman again. Well, she, she even made the comment, and I know this is hyperbolic, but that's my mom, because that's me. But she was like, <laughs> you saved my, you saved my life, Donald. You know, I mean, yeah. she's feeling, she's feeling like herself for the first time in probably five, six years, you know, and, yeah. and that's been really gratifying. Um, you know, on the other hand, uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not as, uh. It's not that my family doesn't love me. It's that I am, as I, and you know, I am, uh, at my best, I'm the biggest pain in the ass there is. Uh, you know, I'm just, I'm, <laughs> you know, I'm just, uh, I, you know, and it's never going to change. What I can say was the last seven and a half years with Dana, I spent just sort of being chipped away at, just constantly be told, being told that I'm too loud, that I talk too much, that I offer mm. too many opinions, that I'm too obnoxious, that, that my opinions aren't right, that, that I need to, you know, can you just do this? Can you be that? Your hair's coming out of your ears. You're fat or old on and on and on and on. And eventually yeah. I kind of, I kind of just acquiesced to it because it was just easier just to go, all right, then maybe, you know, and so I kind of lost myself in that. Yeah. Um, I read a really, boy, boy, talk about, you know, it's like you know, when you start to see things. Um, I read this and I, it was a meme of all things, a fucking meme. That's those, um, but it's, the meme, it's modern day wisdom, man. It, well, it does have fuck some a, of that going fuck on. Fuck us Socrates, and, we've got memes. He says that here's the meme. It's I once loved someone so much that I tried to fix them while they were breaking me. I'm like, God damn, that's that's sort of like a, a whole that sums up my my marriage. I tried to read it. Read it again. I, I loved someone so much. Hold on. I got to find it again. I loved someone so I once loved someone so much that I tried to fix them while they were breaking me. Someone so and I didn't even though. try to, I didn't even really try to fix Dana, but oh, uh, I got just it the now. existence. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, the existence of me was sort of like a normalcy and a stability and a security, which gave her, you know, it's not like I ever told yeah. her how she had to behave, but that was all she did with me was tell me how I be, had to behave. So anyway, it's like one of the things I've recognized is that I'm the <laughs> interloper here. I'm the disruptor. Um, and that that my family has kind of constructed a very careful uh, fortress of their life. And while they love me, me coming in all of a sudden after spending uh, 38 years just showing up twice a year, yeah, it, it's a little disruptive. And I have to recognize that, that all the disruption is, some of it's, like with my mom, is very welcome. Some of it's not taken so well. And so and I have to recognize that. In what ways is it that. not taken so well? Just you being in the room, being who you are? Well, yeah. Well, here's the example. Like I said, we start with the subbing. Um, I just started substitute teaching. Um, it doesn't pay a lot, but the bar for performance is fucking incredibly low. And uh, my sister, uh, I'm not going to name her name because that's a promise that I've made that I don't talk about. I, I generally, you know, she, she's the thing is what you have to understand is while I am 
the live out loud, everybody knows my shit. I'm telling you that my life is, my wife is a prostitute. I'm going to, you know, I'm just going to throw it out there. Yeah. My sister grew up with my mother and I like that. She has in turn become very, very, very private. She mm-hmm. is very guarded with who knows what, who knows her personal shit. She doesn't want anybody knowing it. And I, you know, that's, I respect that. That's her, that's her thing. Yeah. Well, she's a, she's a high school teacher. And, uh, and so I thought it would be fun the very first day that I subbed, I thought it'd be fun to teach at her high school because then I could go have lunch with her and it's like, you know, hang out and like yeah. she can tell me she can tell me where the bathrooms are and all that Good shit. Good bathrooms and, and yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And so uh so the first day I got there and and I ended up I, I had the the sped room, special ed. Um, room, room for most of the Can day. Can you still say that? I mean, it's just an abbreviation, but I remember we would call them speddies. No, the sped, sped that's what the, that's what the yeah, teachers okay. call it. Oh, you're in the sped room. You know, yeah, I mean, okay. they need to say it in front of the kids. <laughs> Cause that sounds yeah, like, they, an, it's not an insult, but it sounds, it sounds like, like one, I just wonder if. It sounds like, oh, you know. you're hanging with the tards. Yeah. Yeah. That, and that's kind of what it sounds like. But no. <laughs> Well, that's what it sounds like. It's like, oh, you're in the sped room. <laughs> Short bus kids. But anyway. And they were fine. But uh, the first hour, uh, apparently the drama teacher at this high school, uh, they had an active shooter situation where it was actually, uh, there was not an active shooter, but they were worried. And the cops came. Oh. It got called in. It wasn't like a drill. This was like. No, no. It got called in that there was an active shooter. So the cops came out in force. There wasn't actually an active shooter there, but of course they treated it like there was, which is the way you do it. Well, this teacher was so unnerved by this experience that he apparently went to some therapy. It didn't take and he quit. So now you've got the, the, (laughs) he just quit. He's like, fuck therapy. It didn't take. Hey man, I don't know. That's, you know, this is, you got to remember, this is from the kids. If your school can't handle that kind of shit. I don't know. Yeah, I yeah. guess it's who knows yeah, what would be happen. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if that's maybe that's he got tired of said. being a fucking high school drama teacher. You know, it's very possible. This is his Michael although, Jordan's dad, dead dad moment. He's like, although you know, I can't do it anymore. I need to use this thing seniors, as an excuse. What I found out from the seniors, they just did a, a show um, for the school, um, and it was uh, too much light makes the baby go blind. Go blind, and I was like, okay, this teacher had some game. That's a really cool, bold choice. So I, you know, it's like, all right, I'm gonna. You know. So anyway, so I get in there, and the first class they throw me in that drama room, and it's, a, it's the film appreciation class, which is basically a bunch of fucking idiots, juniors and seniors who just watch movies. That's all they do. Yeah. He shows them movies. They watch movies, and they write and they write like worksheets about the movies. They don't have like conversations about the movies. So I get in there, and it's they don't not, like they don't it, discuss the movies. They just watch a movie and well, I. Maybe like they did, report? but they 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 weren't going to cop to it. They you know because again yeah. I don't I didn't have any comprehensive lesson plans. The guy's been MIA for like three oh, weeks. Oh yeah, so anyway, sure, sure. You know, so I go in and uh, I don't have any movies to show, and uh, I'm like, all right. And I and, and here's the difference. The thing is, <laughs> hey, everybody gather on my phone. We're going to watch <laughs> Avengers right? Endgame. Yeah. Wit- Wichita kids, you know, because that's the thing. The last time I subbed was were for uh, Chicago High School, and they're yeah. like the criminal class. I mean, they're just ready to fuck you up. They don't give a fuck. They will. They stand toe to toe to you, stare you in the eye, and say, "Go fuck." Tell me, tell me what to do, motherfucker. Tell me to get in line. You know, I mean, that's kind of the Chicago experience I had. Jesus. Well, the the Wichita kids, 
they're like, it's like you went on a blind date with 30 women and all 30 of them walked in, saw you and decided this is not going to go well. So there's no eye contact. They kind of look down. <laughs> they kind of pretend you're not there, which is, you know, that's the thing is I got to tell you, if you're a, if you go out and try to substitute teach, you better have a fucking hell bent amount of confidence because these kids will sap your your own self-esteem just gets sucked away like dementors sucking the soul out of Harry, Harry Potter. It's just they just suck it out of you. Jesus. So anyway, I start talking to him. I'm like, all right, you mother you know, I didn't say this, but it's like you motherfuckers, we're gonna I'm I'm not sitting here for 90 minutes watching you just sit there dick with your phones. Yeah. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna yell at you to get your phones out of the way because if I don't have anything for you to do, why would I take your phones? That's stupid. Right. So I so I'm like, so so what movies have you guys watched? What are you, what what movies do you like? And for a while nobody said anything and finally one kid says Kung Fu Panda and a bunch of them are like, oh yeah, Kung Fu Panda. That's a great film. Well, yeah, but, you know, it's like, all right, we'll talk about fucking Kung Fu fucking Panda. So wait, Kung Fu so Panda anyway, came out, like, what, 15 years ago? I, You know, beats the shit out of me. I don't know. I don't care about Kung Fu Panda, but we talk about it. Do kids not go to movies and, anymore? All right, anyway. Anyway. Yeah. yeah and so story, then one kid, we're, we're having the conversation, and then one kid just, he decides he's going to test me. Right? He's going to th- he's gonna throw down, all right, you fucker. You well, think sir, you have movies. you heard of the film Cocktail? No, I, well, you know, shit. No, actually, he said, what did you think of a clockwork orange? Ooh. And I went, okay, kids got some game. And I said, you mean the 1971 film with Malcolm McDowell based on the Anthony Burgess novel, Droogies, uh, you know, Singing in the Rain? He went, And he was like, oh, he could see that. Uh, oh, yeah. Well, yeah. What did you think of it? So we get into a, he and I get into a big conversation about how the uh you know that the that the the experiment of forcing Alex to watch all the horrors of the world yeah. ultimately pacify him. I said, but here's the thing. I said, I don't think you've probably if you like I said, have you seen the movie or you're just trying to fuck with me? And he said, No, I've seen the movie. And I said, okay, well then I'll tell you, I said, you guys actually are Alex. Anyway, what do you mean? I said, since you were born, you've had screens in your faces. You've watched HP. If you've watched Game of Thrones, you watched more than what Alex did in that f- film. I mean, mm-hmm. you've seen every horror unknown to man right there in sex and everything. I said, do you think you're more violent or less violent? And he was just the look at his face like he never thought of it. Well, uh, all of a sudden, the fellow tribesmen realized that, well, the adult monster is giving one of them attention and actually listening to what they have to say so they mm-hmm. want to what did you think of titanic and is get out better than nope and i mean all of a sudden a bunch of kids want to have conversations so i'm having a great time so then i go wh- up and well, what did what what did you think of titanic i told them that i thought it was like written by a retarded eighth grader oh and they thought that was funny and it's true it, did it you is say retarded by... to those kids no i said sped okay um, there we go there it yeah, is yeah yeah See, yeah yeah it's a uh, synonym but it's not. <laughs> That's what makes it fantastic. But anyway, ultimately, you know, it was like I haven't been in a classroom with kids in a long time. And so by day three, they put me in the drawing room all day on the, the Wednesday, all day, all day on Thursday. And on Wednesday, I came to my mom and I finished. It was like, OK, that was better. You know, I feel a little bit better. I, got, I had a little bit more engagement with the kids, that kind of stuff. Um and I, t- but I told my mom, I said, and, and the thing about it is the principal had, 
had reached out and said, we need a drama teacher. Do you want the full-time job? <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm there two and a half days and they're wow. already offering me a full-time job. And so I, I went to my mom and said, yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if that's a great idea. My mom's thinking, no, take the job. You'd have so much fun, you know, this kind of stuff. And that's mom's agenda is like, if I get a full-time job here in Wichita, then of course I'm staying. Yeah. Um, you know, and I get that. Um, but uh, this is my sister's sandbox that she's, she's been here 16 years. This is her place. In high school, she hated high school because I threw a huge shadow. I was a senior. She was a freshman. She didn't so, uh, like. Okay. That was my question is, yeah, what's the age yeah, difference? Yeah. Okay. I, I was, I was, you know, cock of the block and, and she was new kid. So that didn't work out. Is it cock and of the block this, or cock of the walk? I think it is the same. I think it doesn't matter. It's like sped or retard. Same, same difference. Sure. Of course. Okay. So, uh, so that's going to be the title of this episode, by it the way. It better not um, be. You know, but, uh, so, so I, I, I told my mom, I said, I don't know if this is a good idea. She goes, oh, surely it will be by the end of day Wednesday. And by Wednesday I get there or Thursday, I get there and the secretary is saying, oh my God, the kids love you. And that you're apparently you're really cool and they think you're great. And the kids are saying hi, like kids that I've known for exactly two days are like high-fiving me in the hallway. And they're like, hey, Mr. Hall. Yeah, you're G.E. Smith, man. Misery, I mean, I'm, I'm suddenly like that guy. And it's like, oh, this is fun. And I had a really, really good day. And then, um, and God bless her that she was straightforward. <laughs> and, yeah. and then, and then after well, I had then, this great you know, day, considering, and I'm considering, yeah, considering your life right now, like, of course there's an end then. Yeah. Yeah. Well, right now I get, it's like I said, I'm going to get a hat that just says, okay, I'll be fine. Yeah. Um, but, uh, no, she's like, I don't, I don't think you should, I don't think you teach at my high school. Your sister there's said plenty this. of places. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, there's plenty of places you can you can teach, and it's true. There are tons of fucking schools here, and I can teach anywhere. I mean, it's not like I can't get work. It's not like just because that school is off limits to me that I'm not going to be able to <laughs> almost. I mean, there are 440 jobs available every single day, and about half of them people sign up and don't even bother show up. It is not a high bar for performance, so. But, you know, and, and, and at first, it, you know, it kind of bummed me out, but then I kind of really started thinking about it. And one of the things that I hadn't thought about, because you got pretty upset about it when I told you, and then I got to thinking about it. And not too long ago, she told me a story, not too long ago, um, she teaches history and government. Mm -hmm. And she got pulled into the principal's office one day. Because there was a student who was very upset and a child and, and the parents were very upset because apparently she had said that at least this is what the kids said. She'd said Jap in mm. her discussion of World War II. And she didn't remember saying that, but this kid was highly offended. Right. And what I discovered later on is like, because I thought that doesn't that's not a word she would use normally. But when I went into her classroom, she's got like an old newsprint. And uh -huh. the first word in the headline is Jap. So Jap, I'm sure. Jap's bomb. Pearl Harbor, whatever. Yeah, yep. yeah, exactly. Yeah, we've all seen that headline. And so it's yeah. yeah, and so it's like okay, and so anyway, but she was pretty much told that she had to issue an apology to the kid, um, you know that that it couldn't happen again. It was made very clear to her that intent didn't matter, that only impact. That you yeah. know, I mean, it was just like so. I kind of, I will not. I don't kind of. I totally understand the idea that you've got me. I'm a sub. I don't give a shit. And yeah. I learned I learned to teach in the 90s, which is a very different time. 
I have a very different style. It's way more open. It's way more personable. It's a lot more hippy-dippy. I mean, I was one of those hippy-dippy fucking... In my classroom, when I taught 7th and 8th grade, I didn't have desks because I felt like... Have, not I didn't even have a desk what? because I felt like... Because my feeling was it was a music class, so we had carpets, great big giant pillows, and I didn't have a desk because I felt like having a desk was a way of creating a barrier between the students and I. Mm-hmm. And if I'm trying to trying to talk to them, I'm trying to engage them, I never bought into the idea that a teacher's job was to control right. the students. It was about engaging the students, and so I wanted them to be completely off guard from every other classroom. And one of the reasons that I ended up leaving teaching was that I had a principal for nine years that was like way into my whack-ass bullshit that I did. You know, mm-hmm. all the crazy, I mean, the the the, the teachers union did not like me because I would not follow the Chicago public school music curriculum at all. I took it and threw it out. <laughs> you know, like, like fucking Robin Williams with the front page of that book yeah. in Dead Poets Society. I kind of tossed it because I said, I'm not using any of this shit. This is what I'm going to teach. My principal loved it. She left. A new guy came in. He was a bureaucrat. The first thing he said to me, he came up to my room and I was getting ready for class and he walked in and he said, no, no, no. Uh, We have to get you desks. Wow. And I looked at him and I said, no, 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 over my dead body. And from that point on, the year was going to be a contention and that's why I left teaching. Yeah. Um, So this is who I am. Anything I do in that school because yeah. they know I'm I'm her brother, is going to reflect upon her. If she's already been called into uh, the office to apologize to a student for, for supposedly saying Jap in a class that's talking about World War, World II, War II, yeah. Then, then, then it makes complete and absolute sense that she would, because she's looking for retirement. She just wants to get yeah. through the next couple of years, so she doesn't, you know, she didn't want any controversy. And I... Whether I like it or not, and actually, I take that back. I absolutely like it. I absolutely love it about me. I am controversy. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to do the things that I'm going to do. I'm going to do it my way. And it's her sandbox. Yeah. So, I'm. you know, it's like, you know what? I get it. Um, it hurt my feelings at first. It was a bummer. Um, the recognition that I am, in fact. But what it really clarified for me is, more than anything else, this Wichita... I don't know, this Wichita experiment is a temporary one. Yeah. And that's what I said when I came out here. But I also know as the Rolling Stones, sometimes you kind of go, I, my life is just up in the air and everything in my world right now is temporary. Mm-hmm. Everything's temporary. You know, it's like my living arrangements, the money that I'm making, uh, where I go to the gym, everything except for the fact that my family is permanent to me. Yeah. Everything else is temporary. And so looking for something like, hey, we'll hire you to be a teacher here, it's kind of alluring because it's like, oh, God, some fucking solid ground to stand on. But the fact is, now's not the time for solid ground. Yeah. I will find solid ground later. So, yeah, that, that, that's, that's been uh, the experience that everybody, everybody likes Don Hall for, uh, uh, you know, 15 minutes, but could you just go be quiet someplace else? Because Jesus Christ, you noisy motherfucker. That's why it struck a nerve with me, because that has been my experience as David Himmel. You know, it's, I mean, the worst thing that any girlfriend ever said to me was, Jesus Christ, David, you're just so much. Yeah, go ahead. You know what? Then go, and, and and if you're so much... 
then hey, go 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 fuck a soy boy. Get the fuck yeah, out yeah, of my yeah. face. But it yeah. took me. I mean, I was twenty one yeah. when she said that. You know, it took me a long time to learn the lesson that I now know that you now know or ha- have known, but is you know being have reaffirmed known, to you. But it, and that's yeah. when you're gutted by someone telling you that you are not wanted, that you're too loud, you're too much, you're too intense, you're too overdramatic, you're too hyperbolic, you're too whatever. When they're telling you that you are not wanted the way you are, it is foolish to double down on being an even bigger version of you. You know, like some people are like, you know, well, I, I'm unapologetically me. Like, that's no, that's, that's fine because it's, it's a fool to be that kind of person around the people that told you you're not wanted or enjoyed. It, no good comes from that. It just, you get mad and they dislike you more. What you should do is take your you and find the people that will appreciate it because yeah. they're, they're out there. And as they, you know, they say like, you know, don't, don't waste time on the haters. Like, yeah, okay, fine. But as I say, remember that we aren't all for everyone. Our truths, yeah. our real selves to most people are probably just really annoying. You know, yeah. not everybody likes pineapple on their pizza, but a lot of people do. Yeah, apparently and, so. You know, so it's I, a thing. So I do. That's like the hard lesson is. I want. I was triggered by your story, Don, because I've been. But like, there is a. I do have this. You've like, been feeling this guttural yeah. reaction because I know what it feels like to be told by people that you love, and that. Not that your sister doesn't love you, of course. Your no, sister she loves totally you. loves me. Yeah. Yes. Um, but like hearing that from somebody you love, that your entire personness is not welcome or wanted, or it, it's that's hard. That it's hurts. Very, well, you know that one really, of my, really hurts, and that's one where of my, one comedy of my comes believes. in, and that's you know that's yeah. why. One of my I believes for this week uh, that you'll read this afternoon is that confidence gained by the approval and affirmation of others is fragile and is as quickly destroyed as is it built as it is built up. The thing about it is you got to get confidence aside from it's nice to get affirmation. It's nice to be told yes. you're great by people that, but. It is so easily dismissed and so easily destroyed that you have to find confidence in other places than that. Yeah. And, uh, and you know, we talked a couple of weeks ago about, about how do you regain confidence. And I'm yeah. finding – I mean, it did. Getting in there and teaching – because the thing is, I don't want to teach children again. Right. I've done right. it. I did it. I was really fucking good at it. I wrote a book about it. It's time to move on. And yeah. so I don't want to go back to that as like a profession. But However, it's a gig. It's a, good, it's a temporary gig. It's, it's great. A, yeah. It's a good temporary gig, but yeah. it did feel really good, especially on that third day. It's like, oh, I'm a fucking really good, I'm good teacher. At this. And, yeah. it, and the, these kids are, whether or not they know it, whether or not they know it, they are learning things that I'm telling them. I mean, one of the, like they, I had a stagecraft class and they came in and they said, yeah, you're not going to like us. I said, why not? I said, Cause we're assholes. I said, yeah, well, I'm, and I said, yeah, well, I'm a better one of it. I'm, I'm a better asshole than you are. And they all looked over at me like, what? Yep. And then instead of talking about stagecraft, the way they've been talking about it, I started giving them the old WNEP shows we used to do mm-hmm. real world. Here was our, we have a wall of tires and we're doing a show set in a bar. What do you do? Mm-hmm. And I mean, they, and they, they, I didn't even have to say get into groups. 
They just kind of naturally got into groups and started trying to solve the problems. We did that for 90 minutes. I just kept coming up with shows like, here's how you, how did you do that? Well, and they would say, this is, and they would come up with some pretty good ideas and say, all right, that's a better idea than what we did. What we did was yeah, this. And yeah. these, you know, and it was like, oh, this is fucking fun. Yeah. Um, so that was very, very, uh, that was very, but I also have to recognize that I don't want to do this for the next 15 years of my life. There's other stuff I want to do and I'm going to do that. What was interesting about this last weekend is, you know, while you were being told that you were too much and like balancing this line of, you know, being appreciated for being exactly how much you are and then being knocked down a peg or two for being exactly who you are, um, I had like a little mini college reunion this weekend. Okay. So apparently Notre Dame, their football team, like they're, I don't, look, man, I think we've established we don't know the first fucking thing about sports. Okay. Don't like it, don't care. Notre Dame like has an exclusive deal with NBC where their NBC only plays, only broadcast Notre Dame college football games. Sometimes. Okay. There are people that aren't in their teams that aren't in their conference that they'll play and they pay those teams. So UNLV, where I graduated from, was paid to fly out to South Bend and play at Notre Dame Stadium, whatever the hell that stadium is called. So a bunch of college buddies, my fraternity, they're all, they, they came in from Vegas and my buddy Patrick and I live here. So we came up. It was like a nice like little mini yeah. guys trip thing. Drove down to South Bend. Um, super fucking cool to be on Notre Dame's campus. It's gorgeous. It's historical oh, stadium. Oh, it's a beautiful you know. campus. Yeah, it's a beautiful campus. Yeah. Um, UNLV fucking sucks at football. They did cover the spread, as I was, as I've been told. But like, they got their asses handed to them. And because of who we are, my friends and I, and well, my buddy, really one of them, like he's like super involved in the alumni association, and he ended up getting us access into the president's box. So the president of UNLV the president of the UNLV Foundation and the director of UNLV Athletics and I think a few like players' parents sure. up in this box. This is the only place that they serve alcohol to. So we're up there drinking and oh, eating the president's shit. It was fucking great. Um, and they have a balcony out there. It was, it was amazing. Um, UNLV got their asses kicked, which, okay, fine. Hard game to drunk, watch. Didn't care. Yeah, hard game to watch in that, in that suite because they actually, these people actually cared. I don't give a fuck. Um, but anyway, I run into all these other people, not even my friends that I talk to normally, but like guys that I haven't seen since either since I left Las Vegas 15 years ago or since we graduated 20 years. Fuck. <laughs> Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. That's welcome right. to, Jesus welcome to my daily grind where I go, Jesus Christ. Well, oh you, what did you say all the right. other day? Where it was like, you mean you graduated high school before out back to the future? Yes. Yeah. Yes, I did. Shut yeah. up. All right. So anyway. Welcome to my world. So I run into them. And they're like. Himmel, oh my God, blah, blah, you know, one dude, he saw my name like on the list and he had, he took a picture of it with his phone. He was sending it back to his buddies. He's like, David Himmel's going to be here. So one of the dudes walks up and was like, oh my God, I'm so glad you're here. Like a couple quick one-liners, a couple hilarious moments. And I'm like, oh my God, this is, college was fucking awesome because people liked my bigness. I was as big as I've ever been, unapologetically so. And there were enough people that liked it. And I had a lot of friends and had a lot of fun because of it. And I didn't feel bad about myself other than like the normal, 
I'm in my early yeah, 20s. And why doesn't yeah. the girl that I like like me the same way that I like? You know, that kind of bullshit, yeah, right? Yeah, blah, blah, blah. Um, which is fucking important and that shit matters and it still stings today. But like, to my earlier point, like there are people that will love and that do love how absurd and obnoxious and awful and loud and irreverent and offensive and smart and whatever the fuck else, however big your shadow is, one, they don't mind being in it occasionally, and two, they like the fucking shape of it, or some better analogy than that. Well, you know, the, and, and and going back to to your college friends, and it's it's sort of like, and I wrote about this, we talked a little bit about this, what I recognize is for your college friends, you are a peripheral character. You're that guy. Yeah. That 100%. used to do that thing. So when they see you, it's not like you're coming over and sleeping on their couch for a month. You know, so you, right. it's just like they And can I, see I cultivated that because I learned what and, my kind of what my yeah. role was. And and ultimately I am that guy yeah. to everyone. There's yeah. not, you know, for the most part, except for my mom, I am that peripheral character who shows up, has this great story about some crazy bullshit that happened, and then I'm a gone. Then, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, you know, I'm going to I'm gonna come to Chicago, I'm going to stay in your basement. Joe is thrilled that I didn't want to stay at his place because he's got five <laughs> cats. Yeah, he's got five cats. So it's like, you know. It's, yeah, Joe's you know, got a good I'm, thing going. Yeah, so I'm going to breeze in, and I'm going to, and I'm going to see a couple of people, and I'm going to go to a bar, and I'm going to do King Spot. It's like I'm going to go out, and I'm going to, I'm going to check out WBEZ. I'm going to go see the Wait Wait Fuck. It's like I'm just going to kind of visit, but I'm not a permanent fixture in any of these people's lives. I'm peripheral, and then it's okay for me to be a hundred percent me because yep. once I leave the room, they can roll their eyes and go, Jesus Christ, that guy's a lot. But I'm gone, or, so it doesn't matter. Or they say, Jesus you know? Christ, that was fun. Yeah, but any more of it might get to... Yeah, any more of it. This was exactly... And that's fine. That's, because you it's, figure it's out like, your roles. And like... Yeah. I mean, look, I, what, those, those friends that I saw that I don't talk to normally, the peripheral friends, was it great seeing them? It fucking was. You know, I yeah, see them on Facebook. When I was on Facebook, like I, you know, kind yeah. of caught up with them, catch up with them, whatever. But it's great being in the same room and having a few laughs and making a few... Old jokes, revisiting, you know, revisiting old jokes, making some new ones with these guys and whatever. But then totally like, and we're, and we're off and I'll see you in another 20 years or maybe 10. That would be cool too. But that's it. But, you know, you can. (sighs) Just be yourself. This is the thing that I, there's, and and, and again. But know where yourself belongs. It's be yourself unapologetically, but know where yourself belongs. Yeah, it is a response to, and I understand it's a knee-jerk response to uh, my 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 wife being a prostitute for two and a half years and lying about it and sort of discarding me, like she wasn't a part of this marriage I thought I was in. Um, yeah, and it well, I mean, it, it, it no, is a response yeah. to being told, like really on a daily basis, to be less, be less. Yeah. Be less. And 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 at this point, and I that's one of the things like I said, I never got mad at my sister, so I totally understand where she's coming from, but I'm not gonna be less for fucking anybody. Yeah. And if that's the case, if that's the case, then it's best for me not to teach at her school because that's her little playground. She's she that's her building she's kind of cultivated, her life she's cultivated. I am not going to be less for anyone. Even well, my so, sisters, so it's better to not be in her school because I'm not going to concede to that. So where so does that like, get right, left? With, just... Where does that get left? With the principal, like the principal's, like 
Don, why won't you sub at our school anymore? Why didn't you take the full-time job? What's that conversation look like? Hey, well, if she calls me and she says, why don't you take the job? I'm going to say, yeah, I don't like those kids. I mean, I'm never going to see this woman again. Well, don't say that because that reflects bad on your sister, remember? Oh, well, all right. Then I'll come up with something nicer. Well, uh, I mean... I'll... See, that's the thing. It I'm puts not, you in kind of a wait, weird place. Well, well, no, actually, the ultimate The full-time job is, is easy. Answer. I don't want to teach, yeah. but the I subbing wanna, thing. I, so why won't you sub there anymore? Or And my answer my answer is, I'm in Wichita for a short period of time. I would like to experience as many different schools okay. in Wichita as I possibly can, because I haven't been here in 38 years, and it gives me that kind of thing. I don't know what I'll tell her. That's she probably answer. won't call me. You know, but it's but ultimately the one thing I'm not going to say is, well, my sister <laughs> says she didn't want me there because that's bullshit. You know, it's like I I have no reason to be shitty to my sister, and she wasn't shitty. What I have to say is, yeah. as blunt, and I always say this: you can cut your arm off with a butter knife or a cleaver. The butter knife hurts for a really long time. The cleaver, boom, gone, yeah. bleed, cauterize, move on. And what I appreciate from my sister was instead of like letting it bother her mm-hmm. and then coming to me and saying, could you not say this? Could you not? You know, because of course the kids looked me up. Of course they did. They're fucking kids with TikTok. They found me. Yeah. You know, and it's like, you know, instead of her trying, like, could you not write about this in your literate apron, all this kind of stuff, she just said, I don't want you teaching here. Boom. I have. And my reaction, my reaction to her was like, got it. Okay. I have a big concern. I have a big concern. concern? Uh oh. Uh oh. These kids did look you up. Yes, they did. They're going to find literate stuff. They're going to read literate. They they already read literate, but. They might listen to the podcast. I'm sure they're going to listen and to the podcast. And they're going to hear this episode. And well, they're going to take it out on your sister. I don't think that's going to happen. I hope not. And I hope I don't that think that's the idea happen. was not put in their head by me and that this comes back to bite me in the ass somehow. Kids, don't blame me. This was your idea. No, blame David Himmel. It's his fault. And now, we're sack of the news. All right, your first headline this week is, where'd my headline list go? There it is. Oh, man. This is a, this is an interesting one. (laughs) Or is it? I don't, the family of George Floyd plans to file a $250 million lawsuit against Ye, or Ye Kanye West, whatever the fuck is being called now. They're suing him for arguably defamation. Yeah, I know. It's a, it's a it's a bullshit it's a bullshit lawsuit. It's uh in the in the age of I don't have any of way to get back at fabulously wealthy people. I when you know, fabulously wealthy people do what they want, I don't have any way of getting back. So I'm going to file a completely hopeless and baseless lawsuit so that it makes the news. And that's exactly that's exactly what they did. Oh, I don't know if I'd go that far. I mean, they don't have much of a case because proving defamation for a deceased person they is... They have zero case. They don't... Nearly it's impossible. Not like, they have zero case. He was taking fentanyl. And all Kanye said was that he was he died because of fentanyl. Now, what Kanye said. Wrong. What Kanye said... He, he's wrong. Yes. Right. Well, what Kanye said was that... They injected him with fentanyl. So is that it's like what he an, said? Yeah, I listened to the. Oh, I did. Which oh, okay. makes it even so weirder I, because he's still saying that the cops injected him. It's just I. I mean, I, I feel of it, course feel terribly bad for the Floyd family. It's really unfortunate, but like they don't have a case here. And you know, 
people I'm need sorry. to stop putting no, Kanye sorry. West on the radio. I, that's, that's I'm sure I'm here's I don't feel I don't at this point. I felt sorry for the family of George Floyd oh, two God. years ago. Um, but if I got killed by the police and I was in a similar situation, what my family had was the hearts and minds, the sympathy and a whole lot of fucking money from a lot of people who wanted to, to make a point. So they're fucking rich as shit right now. Are they? I don't know, but. Well, come on. <laughs> you know, I mean, you know, guess what? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It was, you know, the guy went to prison. The, the, the cop went to prison. The other cops got fired. Um, an entire summer was devoted to their son. And it's not like the guy was like this, you know, it's oh, not like, our... it's not like, it's not like <laughs> they God. killed Tom Hanks. They didn't like kill Tom Hanks. Okay. So it's not like he was this paragon of virtue. It was oh, a horrible <laughs> thing that happened, but they, you know, I'm sorry. If Kanye AIDS. West says something about George Floyd, shut the fuck up. It's not hurting your feelings. Get over it. It was a headline grabbing opportunity to make some more noise for their cause. And that's, and I, and I find it to be as no more or less cynical than Donald Trump filing lawsuits or people being pissed off that Black Lives Matter national leadership spent uh, $7 million on strippers. So Was it strippers? Oh, yeah. Strippers and sex workers. Yeah. And no, then. No, I how, thought they were just like buying like the houses thing. I didn't. Wait, strippers no, no, and oh, sex no. workers? Oh, yeah. They spent a, the, the national. They spent a ton of fucking oh, I didn't know cash that. on sex workers and strippers. Oh, like, it's. They, they, for, for them. Like for lobbying it's or for not, themselves? For themselves, of course. What the fuck do you think? Oh, my God. Why not spend the, the sex worker money? On the politicians to help get things passed to better well, law enforcement, because and... because for for the people in the high leadership, solving the problem cuts off the gravy train. Yeah. So of course it's not. They don't want to solve the problem. They just want to take the money and do the sex workers and buy the really good party houses and get their get their brother in law a job and buy their mom a car. I mean that's what they did. And it's not all of Black Lives Matter, but it's not, it's just everybody calm down. I'm glad they're suing him. Who gives a shit? It doesn't matter. It's like you said with the uh, <laughs> still going. Well, it's here. like you said. Well, it's like you said with Kim Kardashian. Okay, so she's going to pay. He's going to pay. What? How much are they suing for? Two hundred fifty million dollars for? He, they won't for get Kanye it. West. They won't get. I know, it. but if he if he decided to pay yeah. him, it's not going to be a ding in his bank account. So who gives a shit? I don't know. I mean, that, yeah, we'll we'll see what the future for Kanye holds. All right. Uh, next headline, a rare but dangerous flesh-eating bacteria is infecting Florida residents. It's not Ron DeSantis. That's true. And also in Lake Mead in uh, in Las Vegas, two kids died from a flesh-eating amoeba. Really? Um, dude. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's true. Well, this is a result and, of and the storms. I mean, because it's... Dude. So, like, what's happening said, in Lake Mead? <laughs> no, I said this. I said this, what? Before, just when the pandemic started to come out, and 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 this is my belief, global warming has is melting the permafrost, where there are diseases and bacteria oh, yeah, yeah, that yeah. has never seen humanity, that humanity has never been exposed to. What do you think is happening? It's coming in. It's through storms. It's through the water. When it's raining, those fucking diseases are coming for us. And amazingly, some of them are going to be flesh eating. God, what a time we're to be alive. Fucked. What we're a time fu- no, to see, be alive. See, the thing... This, this the is thing, the thing is that we I know about, though. This isn't I've, a new... 
I've no, this, this is isn't a, a new. Novel. I feel bad for Harry. I feel bad for Harry because man, I'm 56. Yeah. If the world ends in 10 years, I've lived most of my life. Yeah. He's the one that's getting the shit into. He and Jake are getting the shit into this stick. Yeah, I hope they hold that against me. Anna Mae Wong will become the first Asian American to be on U.S. currency. I love this. And the reason I love this is we're supposed to be the most multi... And we are. No, it's not that we're supposed to be. We are the (laughs) most multicultural country on the planet Earth. And all of our money is covered with white guy faces. And I don't have a problem with white guy faces. But I want to see it's a little limiting. on the money. It's a little. I would limiting, like yeah. to see. I would like to see on the money a reflection of the people in the country. I just think that makes sense. Yeah. And so I love the fact that she's going to be on some currency. I hope it's longer. I hope there's more. I hope she doesn't go the way of the you know Susan B. Anthony dollar. Yeah. Which wasn't there a second ju- used? Wasn't there a second there was a, dollar? Was he, was yeah, there's a second Jewaya dollar. Yeah. And I think it was a gold. That was a gold. The second you weigh, it was like a gold coin. Was it a gold like quarter? A golden dollar. Yeah, it was like a gold okay. dollar. I think yeah. it was. I don't know. But it, it, it's like, I hope I hope Wong's uh, is, is a little bit more robust and goes the way that uh, Lincoln went. Yeah. Yeah. So speaking of women and money, Herschel Walker. What? Uh, <laughs> this fucking guy. Herschel Walker plans to hand out fake police badges to highlight support for police. Yeah, well, I mean, the thing is about it even is, legal? I, like, is that no, I even had, legal? Let's put it this way: uh, Last Tuesday, I was uh, substitute teaching in the sped class, and those kids are smarter than that guy. Ugh, it's so apparently he was called out for flashing what some thought was a fake police badge at a debate, um, like a week or two ago. Yeah. Um, but he's using that moment, this is from the story, he's using that moment to double down on his support of law enforcement, having ordered 1,000 imitation badges to distribute at an upcoming fundraiser. So, you know, it's it's obviously illegal to pose as an officer. I was at the costume shop a couple weeks ago with Harry getting his Halloween costume, and there was a guy trying to get a Chicago police uniform. And I overheard the conversation. They're like, yeah, we don't have, like, the coats with the actual patches because, blah, 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 you know, you can't do that. And he's like... All right, well, I'm gonna try and find a place that actually has the patches because I really want to freak people out. I'm thinking, what the fuck is this guy doing? But whatever. Also, I love that he wants to freak people out by looking like a real Chicago cop. That's that says dude, enough about dude, the relationship. Did you, see, did you see the video of the preschool kids and their staff decided to put on the scream mask and yes, wave I a did. knife at these? Fr- yes. I mean, good Christ, man! Calm down, man. It's not, it's Halloween. It's not. Yeah. No, it's just like, no, it's like everybody in the pandemic, they, I mean, they were stupid before, but the pandemic happened and it was almost like their common sense just drained out of them like pee. And now they're just walking around like a bunch of fucking monkeys doing the stupidest shit you can imagine. Well, so here's the other thing. Like, okay, so their imitation badges, like, you know, you can buy fake cop toys at toy stores. Okay, fine. Sure. But he's going to hand pretend police badges out. Things that I can get from the dollar store down the street to grown-ups because yay cops. Like, is that not the most He's a moron childish moron? He's a moron. He's, He's a moron. And so are these people the thing voting is, for I, him. Well, no, I can't the thing about it is I don't think anybody it's the same thing I feel like this Trump. Nobody's voting for Herschel Walker. They're voting against the libs. That's it. 
God, That's they're the voting whole against thing. the guy that preaches where Doctor. Well, King no, they're preached. not even. I mean, no, they're not. They're not voting against Warnock. They're voting against Biden. They're voting against identity politics. They're uh, voting against CRT. They're voting against trans rights. They're voting for this assault, this cultural assault that they will not stand. So it doesn't have anything to do with anybody yeah, supporting a moron. Because they supported uh, Trump, and he's a fucking moron, too. And Ugh. they supported him, and, uh, you know, the hypocrisy is just rampant. Yeah. So. All right, your last headline this week. That was six? Wow, okay. That was fast. Right? I think so, yeah. Okay, that's fine. I, I just it seemed like that been, was really fast. Could have been two, but I think this is six. Uh, okay. Weed is coming to Circle K gas stations in the U.S. next year. <laughs> Starting in Florida. <laughs> Starting in fucking Florida, of course. Well, what I love about that is in Florida, what I, what, what I have to say is I appreciate that they're replacing huffing glue in a paper bag in the parking lot mm-hmm. with weed. Yeah. You know, because that's well, always you gotta been clean up Circle K. Circle it's K's. been, it, yeah, this yeah, is an Circle image K's, thing. Circle K, yeah. K has been doing whippets. They're like fucking idiots <laughs> doing whippets in the parking lot. For decades, they're finally classing up a little bit yeah. with some fucking weed. Yeah, so I think that's good. appropriate. It's great news. Great news. Uh, Harry and I play a game in the morning when we go to school where I'll turn on NPR and it's, okay, is it good news or bad news? And it's, it's usually bad news. Yeah, yeah, it's usually bad news. This one was good news. <laughs> this mm-hmm. was good news. <laughs> this, you know, it's, 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 it's a sign that while, <laughs> while we will be living in the apocalypse with flesh-eating bacteria... We're going to be too fucking high to care. It's, it's, and that's it's great. a good thing. It's great. That's yeah. a good thing. There are six things you should do this week. My first thing this week. It's a listen. And it goes to the... What you were saying a minute ago about people aren't voting for Herschel Walker, they're voting against the woke and the other, the other side of that sure. shit. Um, if you give a listen to the podcast Pod Save America. I love Pod Save America. It's a good podcast. Uh, it's, they had Obama on. Uh, it, was, it dropped October 15th, according to the website. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I got my issues with Obama, and he bugs me a lot as a former president i think you know he's just you know spending a lot of time sucking the dick of bruce springsteen who's a fucking hack weirdo at this point um but obama really has some and i've never thought obama wasn't smart like i've i've always like i like obama i would vote for him again and again and again but i've got my shit with him so i've just what i'm saying is like i feel like when i talk about obama i have to make it clear i was never on you know sucking the obama golden teat coming from through god's penis or whatever the fuck was happening in 2008 point is this he has some really good things to say to the extreme left the the woke i mean he's like cancel culture shit like he's basically saying pump your brakes slow down think nuance matters think <laughs> win win the election first then change things i yeah. agree yeah and i and i listen to that and i totally agree with you my first thing um it's a little bit late in the game but it's on amazon prime and i finally got to watch it um it is robert eggers the northman um 
I the thing about it is I'm not a big like hey let's look at let's watch Viking shit on Netflix and let's watch Viking boats on some other show. I'm not a big Viking guy, but uh, I wanted to see this film and it's a really excellent film. And what it and, it, and you know maybe this is obvious and maybe I'm just an idiot. Maybe I'm probably my own Herschel Walker moment here, but I never. <laughs> It never occurred to me until I watched this movie that the Vikings were basically the the, the you know, they were the white version of the Native Americans. They fucking dance around fires. They paint their faces full of shit. They run around like wolves. They slaughter anybody in their path. That's kind of what the Native Americans did. So it was like, okay, this is cool. And and I'm telling you, I like the movie. It's very weird. Yeah. It's very art house, but I recommend it. Uh. My next thing this week is a watch. I think it's on... Fuck, what is it even on? It's on Netflix. Thank you for the help there. Uh, the Luckiest Girl Alive. Is it good? Y- yes. Here's the challenge, though. If you watch Family Guy at all, it's hard to get into the movie for at least it was for me because Mila Kunis is in it. Mila Kunis plays mm-hmm. Meg Griffin in Family Guy. And there's a lot of VO and Mila Kunis narrating. So for okay. like the first 20 minutes of the movie, it's all Meg Griffin to me. And yeah. It's a very dark, intense film. But the first 20 minutes felt very melodramatic because I'm just it's Meg Griffin narrating yeah, this you're, very you're, intense you're, shit and it's just like and you know and you know I, the Seth MacFarlane jokes coming at some point but it right. just hasn't landed it's yet just, yeah but here's That's the thing fair. with that movie it's um it's well acted i mean it's in, it's intense it is intense and there was a point at the climax where i i got we were kidding there watching it in bed and i got up i'm like i can't i can't i i just can't anymore like i need to i can't and she's like, I need you to stay and finish this with me because I'm, it's like too, te- like I was forgetting to breathe. Like there are just, it's intense, but um, it's a nice portrait. <sighs> Portrait's not right. Um, it fleshes out a really complicated situation of responsibility in the wake of personal tragedy. Okay, I oh I'm so you've you've convinced me because I, I I like her and I and I kind of wanted to see it, but now you've convinced me to see it. My second thing is going to surprise you, but it inevitably it had to happen. <laughs> it had to happen. It was just a part of the natural selection of the world, as the MCU has started to kind of just chip away at my at my spirit. You know, that just gets worse and worse and worse. Eventually, DC had to step in and say, oh, fuck you. Now I'm going to give you a movie that's going to make you feel like fucking superheroes and boom. And Black Adam fucking rocks. Okay. I My mom and I went and saw it. Mom was like, I, you know, I didn't know if my mom would go to see Black Adam or not. But she was like, it's The Rock. I'd see him anything. Sure. So we, she and I yeah. went and saw it. And I mean, my mom, this is what my mom said. She goes, well, and my lovely little Christian mother, well, goddamn, we got our money's worth of that. <laughs> and she is That's 100% great. right, because I am telling you, it is, it's a little bit long. It's maybe 20 minutes too long, but it's fun. It never slows down. It It's, he's great. Pierce Brosnan is great as Dr. Fate. It's just 
a blast. Mm-hmm. It's it's the kind of it's the kind of movie that the earlier Marvel films, like when they came out, and you were like, "Oh my God, yeah. Captain America: Infinity War!" Why, wow, you know, you just shit your pants. This was outstanding, and I loved every minute of it. I highly recommend Black Adam. All right, my final thing this week. It's a read in the Atlantic by Caitlin Tiffany. Oh my God. That name. Oh, you're in trouble already. Oh my God. Oh my. I. She's the luckiest girl alive. Oh yeah. Or she's, or she's a sped. It just depends. I mean, is there a, a, uh, like Caitlin Tiffany only eats brunch. Like for all three meals of the day, like brunch stores, brunch restaurants will serve her brunch because she is Caitlin Tiffany. Like, is there a whiter? It's always fall where she is. Her boogers smell like pumpkin spice latte. See, or or Caitlin Tiffany is is an up and coming amateur on Pornhub, and it's either way. It's It's either either way. way. You're right. That would totally be if the tiff if Caitlin had an X in there, then yeah. I mean, it could be both because the headline that I'm <laughs> suggesting for you to read this story is called Everyone Wants to Be a Hot, Anxious Girl on Twitter. We're More Predictable Than We Thought by Caitlin Ooh, Tiffany. I'm read that. I, I shouldn't think make fun that. of her, but I mean, that's Come just on. an unfortunate name. It's a really, right. really unfortunate name. Uh, I will read that. My final thing is But she should always watch. just live her truth. Like, you do you, girl. You're badass. Badass bitch. Caitlin, can I have the Tiffany. Av- can I have the avocado toast, please, and a mimosa? Um, my final thing is, it is rare for me, and it's also a watch. Here's the thing: I've kind of hit the point where you know everybody wants somebody, or everybody wants things to be out out of the box. Everybody wants like think outside the box, do something really different. But the box. <laughs> culturally has just gotten bigger. I mean, when, when, when they're using data techniques from 1916 to sell fucking car insurance, the box has expanded. Yeah. So finding something that is genuinely fucking like, unlike anything I have ever seen before that is so, I do not use the word brilliant or genius very often, but this is so fucking deep, and it and I can't, I'm probably gonna watch all six. It's a series. It's a six part series. I'm probably gonna watch all six again because it's so fucking. It's really torn me up. It's really bizarre. It is Nathan Fielder in yeah. the rehearsal. HBO Max. I I decided I would watch the first episode and then immediately couldn't stop. I couldn't stop myself from watching all of them. I haven't been able and to finish so it yet because it's so it's so oh, hard. I watched them just one after the other. I'm going to watch it again. Mm-hmm. Man, I got to tell you, there's there's a thing. And I, I, I how far have you gotten? Because I really don't want to give too much away. First episode. I finished the first episode. All right. Okay. Well, fuck you. I'm gonna. I'm not gonna get into the weeds. But in one of the episodes, there is uh, uh, there is a a thing where a woman wants to rehearse having a kid. Like okay, she, okay. she, she does it. She's in her forties and she's like, I want to like know what it's like. Living with I the kid to... or giving birth? Well, no, living with a kid. Like, okay. would she be a good mom? Okay. And so he arranges her perfect house out in Oregon and basically child actors so that <laughs> and they have to change them every four hours because of the you know, law, child labor laws. Right. But basically for a week she lives with a toddler and then for a week that toddler is changed up to like a three-year-old and then a six-year-old and then that's the thing. Yeah. Well, at one point, I'm not going to get into why, um, 
he ends up deciding that he wants to have that experience as well <laughs> and that it would make sense for them to be a fake couple and have uh -huh. a fake family. Yeah. And all of a sudden, there's a point where he realizes he's taking this whole uh, fake family thing very seriously because he wants it to be authentic, and she is not. And I saw my seven-and-a-half-year marriage flash yeah. before my oh. fucking eyes. It's Jesus. so brilliant. It's so smart. It's such a weird fucking... Have you ever seen Synecdoche, New York? No. Charlie Coff Charlie Coffin's first film, uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman is a, a Broadway director. His wife leaves him, takes his kid. He gets a MacArthur grant, so he decides that he's going to create a show in a warehouse and builds a facsimile of New York City inside the warehouse wow. and hires, actor, hires actors to just be New Yorkers in New York. I mean, it, it's like just a facsimile of what's outside, and they just live that's what that the actors are just living in new york but it's this fake new york <laughs> and it gets bigger and weirder the, the 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 warehouse expands he keeps building out he finds that he's in love with someone that's going wrong he finally doesn't know what else to do so he has another one of the actors play him so now that actor plays him falls in love with the same girl commits suicide i mean it is oh a my fucking, god it's a mind fuck, but it's a it's long. It's one of those movies that if you're not into Charlie Kaufman, this is not you, this is too much Charlie Kaufman for one sitting. But I think it's brilliant, and that's what the rehearsal reminded me of. It's like this incredible meta Charlie, or like it's like Charlie Kaufman, Andy Kaufman, fucking bizarre experiment. And I, I am so impressed, and I I cannot recommend the rehearsal enough to anyone watching it because the conclusion. Is as good that that first episode yeah. that you watched, that doesn't even cut it. That I mean, that is that, literally that's like let me kind of introduce you to the concept. Mm -hmm. It gets so deep and so fucking weird. There's a there's a whole thing where he starts an acting school and then realizes <laughs> that he's not a good he's not a good acting teacher. So he so he recreates the acting school with someone playing him, doing exactly what he did. But he plays one of the actors, picks one of the actors, so he plays one of the actors. Then realizes that he can't really get the full experience because he actually doesn't know this actor's life. So he ends up convincing the actor that he's playing to go live in a house with two bandmates to be like the guy that guy's following so that he can live in that actor's house uh. and then realizes even that's not enough. So then he goes and moves in with another apartment with two guys. It's the most fucking Jesus crazy Christ. shit. All right. I, I, I love it so much. I can't even tell you. Absolutely. I, 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 I just can't get enough. I think it's brilliant. I think it's genius. Um, I, I kind of love and hate this guy at the same time, and that's a good sign. Wow. All right. That's the show. That is the show. Thank you for your afternoon, and uh, I will talk to you soon, my brother. Like and subscribe. Like it. Kate and Tiffany has. You can listen to the Literate Ape cast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or any place you find your podcast, Jones. If you enjoy listening to Two White Guys Holding Court, review or share the show on your own platforms, or throw us a few bucks on Patreon. For more information about Literate Ape, go to literateape.com and check out the rest of our podcasts, all of our writing, and our events. Music on the Apecast is courtesy of Mike Vinopal and Local Motive. You can find them all over Chicago and online at locomotiveband.com.
put the fox.